Okay, chapter one in your textbook uh, covers uh, historical and modern perspectives on abnormal psychology. Um, think of it as some history, but also think of it as introducing some of the important perspectives on understanding uh, abnormal behavior. Uh, and so one of the first things that needs to be addressed in a, a chapter like this uh, is what do we mean by abnormal behavior, right? And so where's the line between normal and abnormal? How do we define abnormal behavior? And um, uh, then we'll look at some of the history of um, uh, people's understanding of abnormal behavior. Um, one of the ways that um, your textbook organizes things is according to major perspectives that emerged over time as far as the way that people and cultures at different times in history tried to make sense out of abnormal behavior. Starting with the assumption that there have probably always been people who have either suffered from mental illness or who just behaved and thought very differently than the people around them. And so the question is, you know, how were those people understood? How were they made sense of? Where did those differences come from? And what do what does society and individuals do about them, right? So probably the first of the perspectives to emerge historically would have been a supernatural perspective, uh, essentially saying that um, uh, the belief that um, <clears throat> mental illness symptoms came from, well, outside of nature, some supernatural force, whether that be believed to be demonic possession or you've angered some god and you have to make reparations or somebody put a curse on you. You know, there's a lot of different ways that it could have worked. Um, but, but the uh, common theme then would be that it would be something outside of the normal realm of nature, so supernatural kind of causes. Then the next one to come along um, was a biological perspective. Um, biological perspective looking at the cause of mental illness as coming from within the person's physical biology. Now, that perspective, you know, we can say that it started a long time ago, even in ancient Greece, but it really didn't get a foothold until much, much later, into the, you know, like 1850s or something like that, right? Um, and then, um, then we've also got a psychological perspective. And here the term psychological is used in kind of an older way of using the term psychology in that it sort of means uh, having to do with a person's mind or their experience or, um, uh, or their own thoughts and behavior, right? It's sort of excluding the biological part. Which I say is sort, like I say, is sort of an artificial thing because now, of course, psychology includes a, a lot of biological influences. But for a while, people thought of psychology as kind of the mind and um, biology as the body, separated them out. Um, and uh, and so, from each of those different kind of perspectives, uh, people understood mental illness differently. They had different attitudes towards people with mental illness, and they had very different ideas about the kinds of interventions that might help those people or what should be done. All right. So um, that's a lot of what you'll get in uh, chapter one. Um, I've recorded a few podcasts for you there uh, with, um, with a lot of that information. Uh, I do organize those podcasts according to um, my own slideshow uh, for um, for some of this information, I like to organize it a little bit differently than in your chapter, at least for this part. Uh, later on, 
you know, my organization of things is going to correspond more closely to the textbook. Uh, but um, but here I like to do it a little bit differently than your textbook. So so I've given you both sets of slides, um, the textbook slides and also my own slides. So it may be helpful to follow along with my slides as you listen to the podcast on the particular topics from here.